When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the Soul Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. Addy, how are you, hon? Doing well, Josh. Doing very well. We got uh, Monday Night Football on the uh, TV again. Keenan Allen doing some absurd acrobatics here as we wind down the fourth quarter. But uh, you're sweating out some um, some round-robin bets in the old DraftKings app, it sounds like. Yeah, don't think it's going to happen. I need Quincy Williams to do his thing on the tackles. But, and Quincy uh, Williams has been doing the damn thing on the tackles and just coming up a little short tonight. Yeah, it's okay. It was uh, C.J. Mosley night. So C.J. Oh, well. Mosley, yeah. It's hard when uh, both those guys have to eat, right? So. Yeah, but they've been doing it. But uh, Bryce Huff got himself another sack. Uh, the the Jets' defensive line has been eating. Um, both defensive lines have been eating. So, nice to see. It's a fun game for the IDP heads. For the IDP heads, yeah. If you're into offensive fantasy football only, 20-6 uh, to six affair between the Zach Wilson-led Jets and yeah. Justin Herbert with a bum finger has not been that fun to watch. So... But welcome in to the Week 9 Recap. We are glad you are here. We are going to be doing a little bit different format this week. We are, instead of going game by game, we are going to be switching things up a little bit and trying something different in, uh, for the sake of expediency and focusing these episodes a little more. Uh, you're still going to get it jam-packed with content. We're going to mention a ton of names in this episode, but we're basically going to go studs and stinkers at each position storylines and then waivers at the end of this episode and then next week we will do a separate waiver episode that will drop monday night slash tuesday morning so addy a little bit different setup for tonight's episode but we're still gonna bring the goods because that's what we do got this thing loaded full of nuggies baby it is a chick-fil-a 50 tray that anytime i go to a thanksgiving party and the uh, or Christmas party and the Chick Fil A fifty count nuggy tray is mm. on the table. It's I'm gonna like, be a good party. I'm, I'm good. Like I don't need anything else. Like yeah. all your little dishes look fine, but you know where I'm gonna be. Oh, you're gonna be hanging out by the nuggy tray, huh? Yeah, I'm gonna load up like you know four or five, and then kind of wait till everyone yeah. gets their first serving, and then I'm just gonna go back and get like fourteen. Yeah, and I'm just gonna clean it out. A lot of folks probably don't realize that. Uh, I think we first met each other through church. 
I think. I think it was either church or middle school basketball. It was around the same time. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Sunday school, though, church. It was like the first encounter. But yes. Josh, they used to do, uh, every Sunday, they used to get like just loads of donut holes. Mm-hmm. From Great American Donut Shop. Best donut shop in the world. I'll put it up against pretty yes, much anybody. I would, too. It's the best. Um, it's the thing I miss the most, having to be gluten-free. But yeah, they'd get like 200 donut holes and josh would just be posted up by them like Mm -hmm. stalking Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. the entire time would definitely rip through at least i'd say 20 25 easily and that was back in the day you know this was eighth grade so just an unreal metabolism and um used to get bodies just different can't do the things six pack abs i mean i was in like fantastic shape because i was playing three sports so i was just housing some donut holes um but used to have the coke vending machine and it was 50 cents per coke so every day or every sunday i'd come in and get like 25 donut holes and like a a vanilla coke Mm. and just down about a thousand grams of sugar yeah that's a great way to start your day yeah it really is it doesn't matter how you start your day when you're uh what 13 14 years old yeah it's just good you're there i guess you know it's whatever Your parents can't say anything to you either. It's like, yeah, you're there. You you're know? there. I, are you, uh, you know, absolutely going into a diabetic coma? Probably. Yeah. But that's okay. So, yes. God got you. Yeah, exactly. He's. I'm about to go meet him if I try to do that today. That's for sure. Uh, so, welcome in to the, yeah, week nine recap. We're going to go through linebacker, D-line, DB, stinkers and studs, and then storylines, and then we'll wrap up with waivers. Uh, this is the first week we have the all-new schedule for the IDP show feed. Addy, I'm very excited. We're rolling out this new recap. It will be coming to you all Mondays. Uh, and then, like I said, we'll have the waiver episodes dropping on Tuesdays. That'll start next week with the separate waiver episode. Chase's ranking episodes will be in the feed from now on. You'll have those late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning for your preview purposes. And then for that fourth episode, we're going to drop in just a rotating cast of different types of episodes. We have a great episode of IDP Bets coming up this week. Addy with Justin Varnes and Johnny the Greek. That'll be Friday. And then next week, we've got the IDP Trade Show coming back at you with Steve Falco, uh, front office pros. And then we're going to mix in some Dynasty content as well because we're getting down near that time of year when the Dynasty folks are looking forward to 2024. Just hitting the things that matter. Yep. And I think, you know, betting, trades. Yep. Dynasty talk. Yep. That's that's what matters. That's what really isn't being talked about enough in IDP. Yep. And uh, we've always been kind of the... Um, I think the leaders as far as like uh, dynasty goes. Yep. And uh, we're a dynasty focused show in yeah. season. We want to help you try to win week yeah. to week. Right. But for a lot of folks at this point, the season's kind of over. They're yeah. packing it in, uh, but they may have some dynasty squads. They want to, you know, find out some good sleepers or some good trade targets. They may want to restarts. Every I was going to say, they may want to pull up the DraftKings app and do some mm-hmm. prop bets. So let's help them out with that. That's right. Yeah, I mean that's that's what we're we're always trying to do is just think of ways that we can help you stay engaged, help you stay locked in because that's I mean that's that's the secret to all this stuff, right? Just being locked in, yep. staying up with all the news. Uh that's really it. Well, and just our goal has always been to innovate and try to do something different and helpful. Uh, we want to have 
the best quality information, the most helpful information, because at the end of the day, yeah, we are here to entertain you. That's a big part of our value proposition as a brand. But if we're not helping you win, then we probably need to stop doing this podcast. So we're going to try to help you win week to week, but also win some bets, win some trades, win some dynasty leagues as well. We're also going to shut the hell up about that stuff, though. We're not going to be like talking about our wins all the time. We don't, we're four years in at this point. We'll occasionally we'll we'll, we'll victory lap, but at this yeah. point, you know, come on, like we we you know that, what that to expect. Us. We we we're good on all that stuff. Yeah, we just want to make y'all aware some changes, and we'd love to hear your feedback as well because we are here. We serve at the bequest of the people. So let us know what you think. Do you like the changes? Do you like the new episodes? We would love to get your feedback. DM us on Twitter or email us big three IDP at gmail.com. We'd love to have your feedback, but preamble finished. Let's talk week nine recap Addy, and let's start with the linebacker studs. And uh, we're starting with uh, a name that I think some people did not expect to play this week after exiting last week's game early with a hamstring injury. A lot of us expected this guy to sit, but Juwan Bentley is the linebacker leader. This is updated through Sunday night football. We don't have the Monday night game in there right now because it is wrapping up, but Juwan Bentley, New England Patriots, 35.15 points. He has had 16.71 points per game since week five. That is 15th best among LBs. He had 13 tackles, two TFLs, two sacks, four sack yards, two QB hits on 100% of snaps. Uh, 66.7 overall PFF grade. That's 48th best among linebackers. LB 16 on the season. Surprising, isn't it? We actually have a useful linebacker for the New England Patriots. This is pretty fun. He's very good, and he's very slept on. I mean, you look at the grades. The guy's been really good since he came into the league. Um, and, yeah, I mean, New England just gave him a nice little deal. He's, he's, the, he's the type of linebacker that I love. You know, racks up tackles. TFLs yep. on the reg, and he'll sprinkle in a sack or two. And yep. I think what he has three now on the season. But Juwan Bentley, he's awesome. He's playing the most snaps he's ever played. Yeah, hundred percent of snaps. So yeah. two sacks, two TFLs, thirteen tackles this last week. So just an outstanding performance from him. Let's hit the top five, and then we can come back and talk about some of these guys. We've got a few more linebackers pulled out because we know y'all love linebackers. So number two on the week, it is another not sexy veteran, Jordan Hicks, 30.55 points. He had 11 tackles, two TFLs, a sack, a PD, and a QB hit. Nate Landman, uh, the human alter ego for Nate Ocean Man, the uh, Landman, Landman, the, yeah, the the Avengers cast. You off. remember the um, you remember Shaq doing that no. about Birdman? No, Birdman, Birdman. I remember Birdman, Birdman. I so you were. Yeah, I think we're gonna start doing Landman, Landman. Okay, I like it. We'll uh, we'll have to pull up the Shaq the Shaq uh, drop on the board for reference here. But yes, Landman, Landman was number three, twenty seven point seven points, ten tackles, two TFLs, a sack, one PD, one QB hit. Friggin' Demario Davis. We sit here, we talk, I talk trash about the guy saying he's washed, it's over. Here's Adam stashing this guy everywhere, riding into the fantasy playoffs with Jordan Poyer and Demario Davis. 25.9 points in week nine, 10 tackles, a TFL, a sack, a forced fumble, and a QB hit on 100% of snaps. TJ Edwards rounds out the top five, 25.25 points in week nine. We'll also talk about the injury replacement for Tremaine Edmonds a little later on this list, but 15 tackles, a TFL, a PD, and a QB hit for TJ Edwards. Addy, who do you want to talk about here out of this top five? 
Let's just dig into all of them for a little bit. You let's know, do let's, it. let's hit some of these nugs. Uh, Jordan Hicks, so he is LB eight since week five in points per game. He's averaging nineteen point uh, eight points per game over that span. He is currently the LB eight on the season, seventy eight point three overall PFF grade this year. That ranks twelfth among all linebackers. Landman, Landman. <laughs> 81.8 overall PFF grade on the season. This is 12th best among linebackers. Currently, the LB40 and rising every week. Because remember, Troy Anderson, that is what's a little sad here. This was supposed to be Troy Anderson. That, every time I see Landman, Landman, I just think about this should be Troy Anderson. Yeah. And what could it have been for this guy with the 10 RAS, just freak of nature athlete? I think it would have been similar to this, you know, 14.4 yep. uh, points per game since week five, LB23 over that stretch for Nate Landman. So incredible start. Uh, to the season. Uh, Demario Davis, uh, 17.2 points per game since week five. That is 13th best among uh, all linebackers over that span. 23 tackles in his last two games. 13% tackle rate. Taking up a little bit from like 3.4% earlier in the season. I mean, honestly, that 13%, I feel like that's his best he's had in like three or four years. Uh, 89.9 overall PFF grade this year. First that, among all linebackers. Yep, wow. LB14 on the season. TJ Edwards, 18.2 points per game since week five. That's 11th best among linebackers. 81 overall PFF grade this year. That's 15th best. He finished second among linebackers in 2022 with an 84.8. I didn't realize he was second. That's really surprising so last year. Very nice to see him still performing well in a new situation. He is currently the LB6 on the season. So, boy. Everything we wanted. I mean, you look at this list, and I think most people would have said that TJ Edwards was sort of a trendy pick to be a top 12 guy going into this season. So Felt I, a little rich for me, you know? Yes. I remember when it was happening, I think we were like, oh. I mean, he's, he's being picked in the second, third round, you know, and that's, well, that seemed a little rich, but I remember a, a value, I think. The the signal to me that made me kind of perk up was when John took him at oh, the yeah. end of the first, I think, in one of the best balls that we did. Yep. I was like, oh, okay. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm paying more attention now to TJ Edwards. And, I mean, the guy's just been phenomenal. He's been everything that you want him to be uh, there in Chicago. Uh, but let's talk about here at six and seven, two linebackers who have been on opposite ends of the spectrum this season in terms of uh, making your fantasy seasons better and worse. Uh, on the better side, Levante David, 22.75 points, 11 tackles, two TFLs, one forced fumble, 99% of snaps. And then Devin White finally got his act together. 21.95 points in week nine, nine tackles, a TFL, a sack, seven sack yards, two QB hits, 100% of snaps. Uh, he had just been averaging 10.93 points per game since week five, which was 47th, 47th among linebackers over that stretch. So Devin White finally had the blow up game. Um, am I expecting this every week? No, but I will take it here um, in week nine of the season. Yeah. Yeah, um, his his tackle um, tackles plus assist number was five and a half on DraftKings this week. So I mean, even they were doubting him. Yeah, that was one that I, I Vegas really over. Vegas is a like stone cold sober look at a player's performance, right? Yeah. Like a team's performance. Like they are so clear eyed on how the how players are actually performing, how teams are performing. You know, so it's like yeah, if they're down on Devin White. 
I feel like that's a pretty good indicator that we should be down on Devin White as well. 45.8 overall PFF grade on the season for Devin White. This is actually up from last year when he posted a 43.7. Devin White has never graded higher than 51.9 in a single season, according to PFF. Um, Levante David, let's give this guy yeah. the, the respect he deserves. 71.3 overall PFF grade this year. Just a decade of great grades. Um, its average depth of tackle is 1.3 yards. This is fourth best among all linebackers. That's a that's a great stat. That is like such a because that tells me that you're smart, you're reading the play well, you know where you're supposed to be. Um, it just is indicative of a really good football player. He's 33, 34. Yeah, it's just insane. But yeah, 22.8 points per game since week five. This is fourth best among all linebackers during that stretch. Levante David is the um, is the buy I think for contenders. I mean, yes. If if you're wanting to a few weeks ago, you probably you probably could have gone him for a fourth. Yep. Now you probably got to give at least a third. I think so. LB eleven on the season. I mean, he's been nothing but consistent so far. Twelve twenty two point eight points per game since week five. Fourth best. And I think you can feel fine about that. I yes. talked about this with Jace on uh, the trade show we did last, but. I'm not going to be surprised if Levante David plays another. Maybe this was Bobby Wagner, but same difference here. Same difference, not yeah. not going to be surprised if Levante plays another two, three years. I could see another two years. Three is kind of pushing it. Yeah, but he'd be like 37 at that yeah, point. Yeah, he'd be like, oh, man, if you're still doing it at that point, hey. That's sick. Godspeed, because that is that is sick. Uh, let's round out the top 12, though, Addy. Jordan Brooks was number eight. Seattle Seahawks, he's been phenomenal this season. 19.75 points, another great performance for him. 11 tackles, a TFL, a PD, 71% of snaps. Uh, Tyrell Dotson, keep in mind, Terrell Bernard went out of this game. Matt Milano's already out for the season, so Tyrell Dotson filled in admirably in this game versus the Bengals, 19.5 points, eight tackles, two assists, two tackles for loss, 96% of snaps. Zach Cunningham, Kobe Dean exited with injury, uh, so Zach Cunningham held down the linebacker spot 100% of snaps there, 18.5 points, eight tackles, two assists, a tackle for loss, and a pass defended. Blake Cashman, uh, still the leading linebacker there, snaps-wise for the Houston Texan and Texans and production-wise. We saw Denzel Perryman get some more run. We saw Christian Harris, Henry To'o To'o fell out of favor, so... Outside of Blake Cashman, that linebacker core is a mess. I don't want anything to do with these guys. But Cashman has been solid. Ten tackles, two TFLs, 82% of snaps. And then out of nowhere, folks, Shaq Leonard's chirping about he doesn't like his role. He wants the, the coaching staff wants him to make more big splash plays. This is the big Shaq Leonard week, right? It's going to be Shaq and EJ Speed with Zaire Franklin ruled out. No, it's going to be Sagoon Alubi, who had not played... Up until this point, I think he'd played maybe like nine snaps or something, if that. Uh, 100% of snaps, 15.75 points, five tackles, and an INT. Uh, so what the hell's going on there? Let's just pause and address these last few guys, Addy. Yeah, we're going to shut up about EJ Speed. Yeah, that was, uh, wow. I'm going to mention that again. Yeah. Uh, what the hell? I don't know, man. I mean, this, so, wasn't, this, so weird this wasn't on there. anyone's right. And they won, so it's not like... We can say, well, Zaire will probably be back. He hadn't missed yeah. a game in his career up to this point. So I think he'll oh, be back. Oh, was that his first? I think that was his first, well, yes. I, th- I looked. He's still going to be on pace for over 200 tackles. Yeah. But he's going to have to. 
He's going to have to keep doing the damn thing. You're gonna, bet the over on his tackle prop next game because I think he's, he's Is he going to be healthy? I, I think he'll be back. He was he was downgraded to doubtful later in the week, so I think that if he can get you know some rest this week, I think he'll be back for week 10. That's yeah. my prediction. 53.4 overall PFF grade this season for Sagoon Alubi. That's just 80 total snaps. Uh, let's talk about Blake Cashman, though. Uh, and PFF grades 89.9 overall PFF grade. That is second among all linebackers. Uh, average depth of tackle 2.3 yards. That's 13th best among linebackers. He is LB27 on the year. 21.1 points per game since week five. That is fifth best among linebackers during that span. I talked about it a couple weeks ago too. Blake Cashman, another one of those types. You should have been trying to send out yep. some fourth round picks, I think, for uh, for some cash man. He's been straight cash man. He has been cash man. We got some awesome names. Some awesome names. It's a really Land good man, cash man. Cash man. Let's just get more mans in there. Uh, Cunningham Cun- man. Cunning man. Um, he's a cunning man. Uh, yeah, Zach Cunningham. This is another. This list is really populated with a lot of like unsexy but just like serviceable veterans. And now with Nakobe Dean banged up again, I mean Zach Cunningham may have been dropped. Yeah. In some leagues. So go check your waivers. See if Zach Cunningham is out there. See if Tyrell Dotson is out there. Yep. Uh, because I don't I haven't seen anything on the Tyrell Bernard injury front to see. It was concussion. That was unfortunate too. He was on, he was headed for a really nice yeah. week, I think. So and a lot of players are having a very difficult time passing the concussion protocol this mm-hmm. season. So don't be surprised if Tyrell Bernard does not play in week ten. So go see if Tyrell Dotson's out there. Go see if Zach Cunningham is out there. Dorian Williams could be a spot start for you. Yep. Um, but, yeah, uh, 8.7 points per game since week five for Zach Cunningham. That's 62nd among linebackers. But Cunningham is heating up with back-to-back yep. double-digit point weeks. Um, 70.9 overall PFF grade this season. That ranks 39th among linebackers. That's really good for Cunningham, who's notoriously been a really bad grader. Yeah. He's LB49 on the season. Uh, it is a little worrisome with the Kobe Dean. It's starting to become a bit of a trend. Him leaving these games or he's getting banged up. I mean, this has been like he's played. You know, he's played what 10, 11 games like in his in his NFL career. Well, he only played the one last season. Maybe it was just one last year. I think it was one. I think he's legit played. But that was because of injuries. Four or five games in his yeah. career thus far. So I mean, he's, he's dealt with like three or four injuries. Yes, yeah. I swear this injury was the same one. This that, was a foot one. Yeah, that he aggravated. So um, it's not good. It's it's the the bloom is off the rose for Nakobe Dean. Yeah, it's a shame. Let's also circle back around to Jordan Brooks, who had nineteen point seven five points this Speak week, on it. averaging eighteen point seven points per game since week five. That is tenth best among linebackers. PFF grades are also really good. Seventy point seven overall uh, PFF grade, sixty nine point five coverage grade. Both of these are career highs. His previous best in each category came in 2021 when he posted a 58.4 overall PFF and a 43.4 coverage. Contract year glow up. We'd love to see it. He ranks 17th in average depth of tackle. He is LB9 on the season. It's a, uh, and he's just continues to climb up the dynasty. I was going to say, that's what I wanted to talk about was where is he in your dynasty ranks right now? He's five. LB5. Five. Where was he to start the season? 
probably like in like the fourteen to fifteen. I was gonna say range. I remember him being like thirteen to fifteen. I felt yeah, like I was a little I was a little scared. Well, just know. the injury, the I injury. Mean, yeah, I didn't know how it would return from. They it. didn't pick up his option. He's going to be hitting the free agent market. What if he doesn't play till Thanksgiving? Like, is he going to get a deal? Is he going to have any sort of job security? And I think he's secured himself a nice payday this offseason. And we talk about it all the time with, like, mentors and stuff. And, like, the dude's just been mentored by Bobby Wagner his entire career pretty much outside of that year that he left for Los Angeles. And now he's back in the mentoring. And it's right. It's flowing once more. So, I mean, I just feel really good about Jordan Brooks and and we know how these NFL teams operate. I mean, they're just, they look at the tackle numbers and Jordan, Jordan Brooks first round. We'll get a big tons of tackles. Like he's going to be floating around for at least another three, four years. And and we see the way he produces. I mean, even if it's not a hundred percent, which, it's not this year. I think it's like more in like the seventy to eighty percent range. But also, he is coming off of an ACL yes. injury, so I mean that's that's why you're seeing. And he's that. playing alongside Bobby Wagner. Yeah. So that guy is going to be the hundred percent snap guy. It'll be my prediction is that Patrick Queen gets the Tremaine Edmonds type of deal this off season, and Jordan Brooks gets the T.J. Edwards type of deal. Will they go to the same team? Maybe. Stay tuned. Um, oh man, that would be a huge underpay though for. Uh, for Brooks. I think Brooks is getting less than Queen. Personally. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Just because of the injury history. They're both first round picks. Queen was a little earlier in the first round. That'd be tough. That'd I th- be tough. I think I think Queen is getting a massive payday. He's my early prediction for highest paid linebacker in this free agent class. But let's round out. We did like uh 17 on this one. So let's round out the top the rest of the 17 here that we got. It's Blake Cashman for me. It's Blake Cashman. <laughs> Yeah, is he? He's a pending free agent. He's about to get to max deal. The max deal in NBA terms. In NBA terms. Yeah, five years, whatever it is. Super max. Uh, all right. So number thirteen on the week, Jermaine Pratt, fifteen point two five points. Damone Clark, Cowboys was number fourteen, fifteen point two five points as well. Jack Sanborn, special agent Sanborn, he's back. Chicago Bears, fourteen point five points. Isaiah McDuffie filling in for Quay Walker. Green Bay Packers, 14.25 points. And then Leo Chanel, uh filling in for Nick Bolton, uh, 14.25 points in week nine. Eddie, who do you want to talk about from this group? Maybe we start with one of your favorite babies, Jermaine Pratt, sure. uh, clocking in here at number 13. Yeah, 56.7 overall PFF grade this year. That is way down from his 80.6 mark in 2022, so... Uh, he was in the contract year in 2022. Yep. And so now, you know, he, he's got that money. He got and paid. He's, We're he's, good. He's kicking them feet up. Yep. It's like, let's so, just do the least that we can. <laughs> so look for Pratt to start caring like in a, I guess in a year or two. Yeah. Whenever when he they, has to get a new deal. Whenever they cut him for the, with the dead money or whatever. Uh, but yeah, he's LB 24 on the season. Um, he's been solid, man. He's, he's been really good. He's a, he's a great LB three. I don't really want him as my LB two, but he's, uh, I've got him at a lot of places as, you know, that type of linebacker. I like to put in the LB3 that has some upside, right? Yeah. Because I think you can play that to where it's like, oh, I could get a guy that's going to get me, you know, maybe, I don't know, six or seven tackles mm-hmm. and not crap the bed for you. But I like to mix in those guys, like a yeah. Willie Gay or a Jermaine Pratt who has a higher upside, right, can sprinkle in some big plays and give you some pop weeks. And with Pratt, I mean, you love to see those snaps uh, this year. I mean, they've, they've been, you know, previously – with Logan Wilson, he's always been like the 75 to 80% type 
type type guy, and Logan Wilson's always a hundred percent type guy. But now Jermaine Pratt, I mean, his his snaps are in the ninety percent range. So, um, just love to see love to see that. And then yeah, he's just he's just a he's a solid option to have every single week. Um, Damone Clark, ten point six points per game since week five. That's fiftieth best among linebackers. Um, sixty five point zero overall PFF grade on the season. He has LB fifty seven on the year. But we'll now with LVE out, I mean, yeah. I would expect Damone Clark to continue to rise. Yeah, I think so. Um, he's a fine option. Same, you know, an LB4 type for you. Yeah. Um, Sanborn, love love seeing Sanborn out there. Dude. It is cool. He's, I, I, he's I, love, stud. I love the sequel. The unexpected Sanborn sequel this season has been a lot of fun. Did you give the stat line? 10 tackles, 1 TFL? That did not. 98% of snaps. It's been pretty good, even though it's been a part-time role. I mean, 8.85 points per game since week 5. That was 60th best among linebackers. 62.1 overall PFF grade. That's 63rd among linebackers. Uh, average depth of tackle is 2.6 yards. That's 17th best among linebackers. He has LB 53 on the season. I don't think they'll be in a rush to bring back... Tremaine Edmonds. I, mean, I don't think so. They, they were talking like, oh, my God, season-ending IR. Like, that was so gruesome. So, you got Sanborn. He's had experience, even like you said, even though it's a part-time role. I think they've got confidence. And this team's going nowhere. Yeah. Like, what do they What do they need to roll Tremaine Edmonds, rush him back out there for? But, I mean, this is about as good of a injury replacement as you can find. Yes, you know? truly. I mean, um, I'd say he was probably most people's waiver out of the week. Yes. You know? Both the guys. I mean, Leo Chanel here showed up at yeah. 17, seven tackles, a sack, and a QB hit. Isaiah McDuffie probably goes back to irrelevance because Devondre Campbell is back. Quay Walker did not play this game. But, hey, if you plugged in McDuffie with Quay Walker out, uh, he got you seven tackles and two TFLs on 93% of snaps. So these are just the important names to keep in mind, right? Because even if the starters come back, like when uh, Nick Bolton comes back and Tremaine Edmonds comes back and Quay Walker comes back, just keep these guys in mind because, you know, the Zach Cunninghams, Tyrell Dodson's like these, you need to know the depth charts for yeah. these linebackers because these guys go in and out. I mean, most linebackers in a 17 game season, I don't know. I don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I would say most of them probably play over under 15 and a half games. I mean, they're going to miss some time. So um, you plug these guys into a profitable role and a lot of them will perform well. Yep, absolutely. Also, I mean, Leo Chanel, it's just really good to see him perform when he gets his opportunity. I mean, he, he pretty much does this every time uh, he gets a chance. He he, he he does well on the stat sheet. I mean, seven tackles, a sack, a QB hit this week, 11.4 points per game since week five. And again, that's in a you know a part-time type, type of role. That's 40th best among linebackers uh, over that stretch, 73.2 overall PFF grade this year, 28th among linebackers. He's LB45 on the year. So, from a dynasty standpoint, a nice asset. Very a, nice. A guy that I, I really um, I want to have on my team. Yep. Good yeah. player. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, he's still super young. Like he's insane, gonna, insane athleticism. He's going to get, someday, he's going to get himself a complete role. Yep. Uh, 100% a snap type guy, I think. And if not, maybe he's an 80% type guy. Who cares? But you're not paying you a see, lot for this guy, right? You see He's the a way great he produces, lottery though. ticket, right? But you see the way you see how he produces. I mean, that stuff usually translates. Um, he's one of these types that I think we're gonna like tackles, TFLs, sacks, like Leo Chanel, like Leo Chanel a lot. He's climbing double decker buses. I mean, that is hot. Probably one of my favorite clips of any NFL player ever doing anything. 
uh, because I think if I attempted to do that, I don't think I'm getting high enough to get my hands up on the second level of the bus. Oh, no chance. I mean, no I'm chance. maybe I'm getting, I mean, I'm not, I'm definitely not reaching the bar. No way. I don't think I'm clearing the first row of windows, like the first floor of windows. My shirt's going to get stuck on the glass. Yes. It's going to raise up and it's going to look really stupid. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh my God, look at those love handles. I'm going to keep trying to do mm-hmm. it, you know. Because then you're committed at that point. Yeah. You're and it really just looks in worse and worse, and I keep yeah, it's I keep getting less and less. I can, then you, you know, fall to the concrete and get run over by the bus, and they have to take you to the hospital. Yeah, your pants have fallen off at that point. Shirt's gone. Yeah, dignity's gone. It's a bad scene. Yeah, it may, uh, folks, just admire and appreciate what this guy did because it was yeah. a super heroic type feat. Let's move to stinkers though, Addy, and uh, let's talk about four guys here who were all top. 13 linebackers, Roquan Smith, LB 13, just five and a quarter points in week nine. His teammate, uh, LB 10, Patrick Queen, just 10 points in week nine. Uh, LB 12, Kaiser White, 9.75 points in week nine. And then LB 4, Bobby Okereke, just 9.75 points. The thing that you notice about these performances, Addy, at least to me, what jumps out, they all came in just the wonkiest games that we some of the wonkiest games we might see all season. I mean, these were absolute getting your doors blown off type of games. Uh, Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, the Ravens, absolutely blasted the Seattle Seahawks. The Cardinals got waxed by the Cleveland Browns, and the Giants got absolutely windmill dunked on by the Antonio Pierce-led Las Vegas Raiders. So this is one of those instances where all of these guys played close to hundred percent of snaps um, queen and Roquan were a little bit under probably because they got pulled. I would yes. say sometime in the fourth quarter. Definitely. Um, so I'm not worried about any of these guys at all. This was just a wonky week for some of these teams. Yeah, it happens. I mean, Roquan still LB 13 on the season. Um, Kaiser still LB 12 on the season. Patrick queen still LB 10. Bobby O still LB four. It happens. Yeah. This and these weren't like um now Roquan. A little concerned about Roquan at all? I mean, ten point nine points per game since week five. That's forty eighth among linebackers. It is interesting to me that Patrick Queen has been the better option on the season. Is that interesting? Yep. Yep. So, you know, it's um what was he was he L B one last year? Who was L B one? It was um probably Roquan. Or Foyer. Or, or Luvu. Maybe. I think it was Foyer. No, Lulu was points per game, I think. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, he was points per game. Definitely Foyer. Foyer, I think Roquan was up there. Zaire Franklin and Nick Bolton, I think, were your top four. Probably. Something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm not looking at Roquan as like that locked and loaded top three LB stud every week. I think he's probably closer to like the back half of the top 12 for me. Um, But he's the type of guy that can go for 25, 30 points every week. Exactly. I'm not sitting Roquan down, but I am maybe shuffling the order a little bit of my team, depending on how many lineup spots I've got. Yeah. And you're in dynasty. You're not really shuffling them down or doing anything no. like that. Just because, I mean, he's going to be there for the next four or five years and he's going to continue yep. to have, you know, maybe he finishes his LB 10 this year. Yep. But That's still gonna, great. That's still a top 10 linebacker. But over the next five years, he's going to probably have a couple LB1 years. You yes. know what I mean? That's just that's Roquan Smith. So that's why he's the dynasty LB1 for me. Um, 88.3 overall PFF grade this season. That's his, that is fourth best among linebackers. 
His previous high was last year when he posted a 70.6 PFF grade. Uh, 57.9 overall PFF grade for Kaiser White. That ranks 71st. 72.1 overall PFF grade for Patrick Queen. Um, he's been he's been really good that's as far the, as the grades. I mean, that's look the at these best grades. of his career. Best of his career. He keeps getting better every single year. So. Talk about mentoring. I mean, he was just a rocket ship, almost. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost doubling his PFF score when Roquan came to town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look at his career: twenty nine point seven in twenty twenty. I mean, low, low. That is like some Christian Harris level ineptitude. That is blood red right there. Forty three point five in twenty twenty one. I mean, I remember the conversations very well with Patrick Queen. We're like, mm-hmm. what is this guy's deal? This guy stinks. This guy suck. We should I mean that's that's a big reason why. I mean, like people aren't hype about Patrick Queen is because he started off his career grade wise so have poorly. That bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. But, you know, this guy is young as hell. We've talked about it before, but I think he's still just like twenty three. Twenty three, I yeah. think. This is gonna be his fifth is it'll be his fifth year coming up. Um 29.7 in 2020, 43.5 in 2021, 70.0 in 2022, and then, of course, 72.1 in 2022 or 2023. So, Patrick Queen, man, it's uh, – Arrow up. He's the up emoji. He's uh, doing great. He's 24. He just turned 24, 24. in August, August 13th. Uh, Bobby O is also grading very well this year, 81.5 overall PFF grade. That is 13th among linebackers, so – yeah, no concerns about these guys at all. It's just a down week. It happens. Let's talk defensive line studs. And uh, are we surprised at all to see the name atop this list? Triple X, Max Crosby, Las Vegas Raiders, 38.2 points in week nine. It's going to be a movie. It is. He, he It needs to be a movie with Brendan Fraser's character from Bedazzled playing Max Crosby. Uh, 20, so did you see his video that he posted about saying he was wanting the Raiders fans to come out or whatever? It's gonna be a it's gonna be a movie. Oh no, I didn't. I saw him smoking cigars in the locker room after yeah. the after the win. I hate those, don't you? It just it just so it just feels so cringy. Just yeah, it's like um, there's I, just no good way to do any of that stuff. No, it's like it always comes off as like really, I guess, like forced and just kind of awkward. Like have your celebration, like have the music, dance, smoke your cigars, whatever. But do you have? Do we have to turn everything into content? I know, man. Just and then let just those like, guys live. And yeah, I just feel bad for the guys on the other end of that camera. You know, that just get a oh, you're on a live stream now with millions of people watching you. Yeah. Uh, act normal. Act cool. I, be, have clothes on. I have mean, you may be on. butt naked. Don't it's say the, anything dumb. Yeah. That could ruin your life. Yeah. Exactly. Like I'm just trying to chill, man. We just played a very stressful, high intensity, high pressure game. Like. Yeah. I'm just trying to decompress and smoke a cigar and like vibe for like an hour. Can you just, can I not be on camera for an hour, please? I'm trying to get this buzz. That's right. Just stop harshing my buzz. So, yes, Max Crosby was number one on the week for Love Max Crosby. Line. He's so As good. IDP. I mean, he's, he is so good. So good. But, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know. It just seems like, uh, a little annoying. <laughs> we don't have to turn everything into content, folks. That's 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 the moral of the story. Hate to be that guy. Yeah, hate to be that 36-year-old guy. Eight tackles, three TFLs, three sacks, and three QB hits. 100% of snaps, because just why the hell not? Number two, 
Let's talk about that trade again, Addy. <laughs> Byron Young, Los Angeles Rams, 31 What did you do last week, Josh? <laughs> yeah, not, not a lot, but I love what I'm seeing here from Byron Young. 31.5 yeah. points, just 8.09 points per game average the last five games, 85% of snaps. Alex Highsmith was number three, 31.2 points. Just a dominant performance against the Tennessee Titans on Thursday night football. Let's get some D-tackle love, though, to round out the top five. Dalvin Tomlinson, Browns, 29.45. There's another defensive tackle from the Browns. Again, the Cardinals were a train wreck in that game. Uh, 29.45 points for Dalvin Tomlinson. DeForest Buckner was wrecking shop for the Indianapolis Colts. 29 points in week nine on 66% of snaps. Let's just do the top six here. Micah Parsons, Cowboys, 27.05 points uh, on 82% of snaps. Addy, where do you want to start top six for week nine? Uh, let's start with the big boys, I guess. Uh, Max Crosby, I mean, 91.7 overall PFF grade this year. That's fourth best among edge rushers. 18.1 pass rush win rate. That's 13th best among edge rushers. He is DL2 on the season. Incredible. Absolute stud, dude. Um, and then Micah Parsons. Um, Micah Parsons, um, not... N- the Eagles get the win, but Micah Parsons was wreaking havoc in this game. He was I mean, awesome. He's been see, awesome. There was one play that was making the rounds on Twitter of him getting to Hertz in less than two seconds. Yes. I Incredible. Not I, did, I did like him crowd surfing the pile, too, when they did the tush push from the yeah. goal line. He's literally on the pile riding it for a good two or three yards. That was fun. Yeah, he's so good, man. 91.0 overall PFF grade. That's sixth best among edge rushers. 22.8 pass rush win rate. That's fourth best. Currently the DL5 on the season. Still, the uh, the Dynasty edge one for me. I yep. guess the overall uh, 101 for me in Dynasty. I think so, too. You think that? Still, I, I feel good about that. Yeah, I mean Max Crosby is making you feel I like. I think I think the the argument I would have of all those folks would probably be Max Crosby right now. Yeah, because you get a hundred percent of snaps. I mean, that's yeah, just like really nice. the volume is insane for Max Crosby. Are you? Um, what about Nick Bosa versus Max Crosby? Are you starting to? I want to see what Chase Young's impact is mm-hmm. on Nick Bosa. We didn't get to talk about that on Mike yet, but. You know, Chase Young getting shipped out to San Francisco. Montez Sweat's in Chicago now. 49ers were on the bye, so we didn't get to see Chase Young yet. But um, Totally different situations, those two. Yes. Went into uh, uh, Montez. You're going to have no help over here. and Zero help. But we will pay you $98 million to stay here. Yep. That was my favorite story of the week was Montez. Like, yeah, I'm just going to chill. I'm going to kind of take a look around, explore all my options. Like, Two days later, Montez Sweat, four-year, $98 million deal, $72 million guaranteed. It's like, well, money changes your mind pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, and I think that's kind of what Chicago has to do at this point. They right? have to overpay. They have to overpay to get people to go yes. there. I mean, and it's, I don't know that Montez would have gotten that elsewhere. I mean, we like Montez. I think he might have gotten close to that in free agency. So what the Bears did was they paid a second-round pick to not have to go try to fight the market and eventually lose this guy. I mean, I think mm-hmm. they just bought themselves the best possible chance to lock in a young edge rusher. Yeah. Oh, it would have been a, one of the worst moves of all time if they let him leave. So. I know. I think um, I, he has all the leverage in that situation. You yeah. just traded a second-round pick. It's almost like Montez, name your number and we'll pay it. Yeah, he did them a solid, too, I think. I mean, He did. 
I, it, they uh, they were kind of stuck there. Yeah, that team stinks. Yeah. Uh, so yes, I think though to answer your question, I would probably have Max over Nick Bosa right now. Still pretty close. So it's Miles, very close. Miles Garrett in uh, entering the convo, or is he st- because of his age? I mean, he is like twenty seven, where those guys are like in the twenty twenty five range. Yeah. Um, all those guys are right there neck and neck. I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, you I, can't be upset with any of those types. No, I think Max is probably the leader in the clubhouse. I think it's still Micah Parsons, number one for me. Probably Max, number two. Miles, number three. You know, it's it's between him and Bosa, in my mind, for that third spot. Yeah, I think that makes sense. So, but yeah, Byron Young, number two uh, on the week. Alex Highsmith had a nice bounce back game. We were waiting for that because he's been a little quiet. Uh, just uh, 7.78 points per game average the last five games. Uh, His deal looks pretty good now. Didn't he get like four years, 66 million or something like that? Yeah, this offseason, right? That's pretty nice. Yep. So a lot of people were giving the Browns crap. I do think they overpaid with the second round pick just to basically have the exclusive right to negotiate with Montez Sweat right now. But you got the deal done. You paid a second round pick. You paid the guy. It's like you got a young stud edge rusher. And those guys are hard to come by. So the ends justify the means, I think. Uh, but yeah, DeForest Buckner had another nice, another nice performance. Just 9.73 points per game the last five games, though. Um Looking good, though, for the PFF grades. Mm -hmm. 18th among interior defensive linemen, 75 overall PFF grade. Uh, Dalvin Tomlinson had a nice week, but has not really been a factor for IDP. Just three points per game, averaged the last five games. And then, yeah, Parsons has been averaging just 13.49 points per game. So he's been a little bit quiet, uh, but he had nine tackles, a TFL, a sack and a half, and three QB hits. He is the sixth best edge rusher in terms of overall PFF grade 91 overall PFF grade currently DL five. And let's talk about the back half of the top 12 though. Why don't you kick us off with number seven? This is a player. Now I associate very closely with you. Kyle Van Noy of the Ravens, 25.6 points in week nine, 10.14 points per game. The last five weeks, two tackles, one TFL, two sacks, 21 sack yards, one forced fumble and two QB hits. Did this all on just 45% of the snaps. 64.2 overall PFF grade this year. That is 62nd among edge rushers. He is currently DL67, but remember he missed like the first, what, three weeks? Yep. Because uh, he wasn't there. He wasn't on any team at all. Um, so, yeah, Kyle Vinoy, I mean, he's uh, he should be in consideration for you every single week, I think. I, I think mean, so, too. He's just a he's just a proven vet, and, I mean, he's in a great situation, just surrounded by talent, you know. Um and Jadam Clowney's having a nice bounce back yep. too. He's been really good, especially from a pressure standpoint. Cal uh, Van Noy is the perfect flex play for me. Yes. Because unless I'm starting like three edge rushers or three DL, I don't know that I necessarily want to plug him in playing 45% of snaps to like a DE2 type of position. But he's at least in consideration because you have bye weeks coming up, you have injuries. Um, what but, he is, he's the perfect sleeper. Yes. Asset. Oh God, yes, because he's got dual designation, yes. right? He's just so he comes in. He comes in such you know handy. He, he that no, he comes in handy. Yes, there you go. He gives you such a good handy <laughs> every week in the sleeper app. Uh, he really does. He really does. He's I've really good at that. For it. But yeah, I've got him pretty much everywhere. But he's he's been so good. Continues to get better. Um, Shelby Harris. He's he had a nice week. He's someone that, he that I've always kind of liked. Twenty five point two five points in week nine. Um, just six points. 
per game, though, over his last five. And just 37% of snaps. Yeah. This was an instance of Arizona was not ready to play against this Browns defense, which has been ferocious. But this next guy, Addy, Very nice. has been ticking up. Who is number nine on the list? Very nice. And make sure you check your waiver, because I actually added this guy in a dynasty league. Um, I was very surprised to see him out there. But some people get impatient. You know, you got to make room. Uh, you know how that stuff goes. So 22.3 points in week nine. This is Kalijah Cansey. The rookie, five points per game over his last five. So he's been, you know, really slow, but starting to see those those snaps tick up. And uh, that's yeah. the interesting point for me. The snaps are starting to tick up a little. Well, bit. I mean, he's they don't have a lot there. Logan Hall's out now. Uh, Vita Veo was banged up. He's back, but still, I mean, he's gonna. It's gonna be him and Vita Veo, um, and Shaq Barrett and Joe Tryon. I mean, those are gonna be your 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 dominant pass rushers uh, and, and players that are uh, performing on the defensive line. Um, 52.5 overall PFF grade. That's 99th among interior defensive linemen. Um, but again, I mean, expect that to go up. I think that Kalaja Kansi is one of these types that we could see, you know, potentially get eight to 10 sacks in a season. I mean, he's more of a, a, a pass rushing type defensive tackle. He's not one of your, you know, tackle you know eaters run stuffing types you know he's like a 280 like six two six three was he the one getting the aaron donald comps yeah because they both went to both went to pit yeah Yeah. both a little undersized yep but yeah i mean he's 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 definitely a much better pass rusher than a like a run stuffer so here's the snap counts for kalijah cansey uh and shout out football guys they have an amazing uh snap counts per team table with all the players, all the snap counts, week by week, Kalijah Kansi had 17% of snaps week one, did not play at all the next four games, and then since week six, he has gone 57% of snaps, 62%, 59%, 82%. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had like a, maybe a calf injury, but th- that was, I think, something he was dealing with like in the preseason, and I guess it kind of was, it became an issue in the season, but yeah. Seems like he's good now, and um, I mean, I, th- I would imagine he's going to get all the snaps he can handle. 69% for Vita Vea, uh, just 32% for Greg Gaines, Mike Green, 13%, Patrick O'Connor, 3%. So, Kalijah Kansi was the leading snap getter at interior defensive line yeah. for Tampa Bay. And I think he was, what, like the 16th pick in this year's mm-hmm. draft? First round pick. But yeah, he was just an insane athlete as well. So yeah, I have high hopes for Kalaja Kansi. Check your waiver wires. Like he's he's probably not going to be out there in your defensive tackle leagues. But yes. those leagues, like you know, those sleeper leagues where you start, you know, four or five maybe defensive linemen. Um, yeah, he could be available for you. He and, could be an option. Be useful. That's right. Kobe Turner, another edge rusher for the Rams, clocks in here at number 10. 86% of snaps. He went for 21.7 points in week nine, averaging just 5.9 points per game the last five games. 10 tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit. So um, nice little glow-up game here for Kobe Turner. Kind of not on the radar, really, for me at all. Uh, coming in here alongside Byron Young, which is funny because, I mean, they got their doors blown off pretty much by the Green Bay Packers, starting Brett Ripien at quarterback. But hmm. uh, Byron Young and Kobe Turner were getting after it, uh, it seems like, this week. Yeah, I mean, they, they had plenty of opportunity. I mean, what, he played 86% of snaps, yep. Kobe Turner. I mean, we know Byron Young's been playing just basically 90% every single week. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's nice. In Kobe Turner, he was a rookie as well. I think. I think so. So you like to see that there. I mean, those young guys being productive. I mean, they didn't have any really high picks. So, I mean, 
the fact that they're getting production out of these, you know, third, fourth, fifth rounders uh, says a lot about about that team there and that that GM. Yeah, Kobe Turner's snaps have been ticking up since week six. He's gone 74, 78, 58, 86. So just something to pay attention to. Uh, Let's wrap up, though, with the last two guys. And speaking of the old reliable veterans, Calais Campbell clocks in number 11 score on the week, 20.5 points. He had been averaging 10.82 points per game the last five games. He had four tackles, a TFL, a sack, five sack yards, a safety, and a QB hit on 53% of snaps. And then Zadarius Smith is number 12, 19.85 points in week nine, 5.1 points per game average the last five games. On 58% of snaps, he went for three tackles, two TFLs, a sack, and two QB hits. Couple sexy veterans getting it done for you in week nine, Addy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, grown-ass men out here get it done for you. Um, 75.1 overall PFF grade for Clayus Campbell this year. That ranks 35th among edge rushers. He is currently the DL58, but, yeah, he's been really good lately, and he's playing a ton of snaps this year, so you can do worse. I mean, that that's a team that they're going to love someone like like Campbell. You know, think about the head coach, Arthur Smith. Everyone hates his guts right now in offensive it, fantasy land. This may have been a Photoshop, but the, sec, the, like the Google autofill when you search uh, Arthur Smith was terrorist. So yeah. the public is turning against our mustache, formerly mustachioed villain. Well, he does suck. He does I suck. Mean, his, I think he's his, getting fired before the end of the season. His interviews are are the worst, and yep. he just seems like just an awful dude to, yep. to be around. So born on third base and thinks he hit a home run. Yep, I saw that he was what his his daddy is uh, the owner of FedEx. FedEx, yeah, this Jesus dude is like Christ. a multi multi millionaire. So yeah, you can't tell that dude nothing. Um, but yeah, uh, Calais Campbell. I mean, he's he's going to play very well for someone like Arthur Smith. So I mean, I. I if you can do a lot worse, I mean, he's he's again one of those perfect like sleeper type guys. If if you're on a bye week or something, uh, Zadarius Smith, I told you guys to, to be patient. Uh, this is why nineteen point eight points this week, seventy one point six overall PFF grade this year. That's fortieth among edge rushers. Nineteen point three percent pass rush win rate. That is fourteenth best among edge defenders. What's he doing in true pass sets though, Eddie? <laughs> you know I hate that stat. Boy, that thing has had a moment lately. It has. It's had a glow up. It really has. Um, I don't know. We didn't pull that up. We didn't. We didn't. Uh, it, didn't it didn't get me going yet, Josh. It's like when we had the graphing calculators and algebra. You know, in high school, I was like, I just need my abacus. I just need to move the little beads across the lines, and I'll be fine. I've got the the two or three stats that I I really care about, yeah. and you know, it's any more than that. It feels like he just a lot he of listens, noise. Yeah, he just listens to these true pass set snaps. Uh, I mean, if it confers my priors, I'll use yeah, it. Yeah, but if not. GTFO, yeah. get out of here with that. To, I don't have time to see if it does yet. Yeah, you know, too too, too much grinding going sure. on. Sure. Uh, so yeah, wrap up here. Zadarius Smith was great. Let's move though, Addy, to just a few, just a few stinkers, and uh, you know, one of these absolutely understandable. Montez Sweat, DL seven on the season, just six point five points, sixty five percent of snaps. He's on a new team with Chicago. I do think it is an arrow down situation in terms of his outlook for this season and honestly, for Dynasty, um, because there's just nobody there right now. So maybe that changes in the offseason. Maybe they sign some more guys or draft some edge rushers, but that is a bad, bad team he is on right now and a bad defensive line. Uh, George Karloftis, DL32, had just 3.25 points in Week 9. 
play the Dolphins, though. This is a team that notoriously gets the ball out very quickly, um, so not worried there. And then Kayvon Thibodeau, DL13, just one and a quarter points, one tackle, 85% of snaps. Uh, again, this was a very weird game. I mean, Kayvon seems set up for a really nice matchup because you got Aiden O'Connell, but it's sort of like the Bill Simmons kind of Ewing theory, like the team is going to play better once the head coach is oh, gone. Yeah. That team was fired. It was it was a just a wood chipper situation for the New York Giants. So, again, I'm not worried at all about George Karloftis or Kayvon Thibodeau. little bit of concern for Montez Sweat just because I think he downgraded his situation pretty significantly. Yeah, that's kind of all these guys, right? They're always kind of hot and cold. That's Montez Sweat. That's been his story. Karloftis, is, he's actually been really good this year and kind of consistent. Um, but Kayvon, you know, he's very up and down. He was cold to start, and he's been on fire. Then, yeah, now he put up 1.25 points this week. So, um that's going to happen. That's going to happen with position, but these are all really good uh, assets. I'd love to have basically all of them on my, on my team, man. Yeah, they're all really good. I'm not worried to the point where I'm dropping these guys or not playing these guys. It's just, you know, something to monitor. We, we do bring this up here to give you the full picture of who played well, who played poorly. Um, you know, we got to acknowledge that as we go week to week. Montez Sweat is the DL7 on the season. Karloffis is the DL32. And Kayvon is the DL13. There you go. Let's talk about defensive backs, though, Addy. We can move through this one a little quicker uh, because, you know, there are some notable Who names. Cares? Yeah, there are stream them. What are we doing here? Uh, but leading off, one of the best performances you will see all season, another 50 burger for our beloved cornerback for the Indianapolis Colts, Kenny Moore. 53 points. It certainly helps when you have eight tackles. Two PDs. Oh, and then also two pick sixes and 115 return yards on 97% of snaps. Currently DB1 on the year. Mm. No surprise. You put up 53 points. You're probably going to vault into that. But he was also averaging almost 18 points per game the last five games. Kenny Moore will be in the title of the episode. I'm telling you right now as we're recording this, he has earned that honor. Let's just pause there to talk about the greatness that is Kenny Moore in 2023. Some type of wordplay, I'm guessing. Yes, uh, Kenny does more for your team or something yeah, like sure. that. I was thinking, like, could we make fun of, like, Bryce Young, you know, <laughs> picking him off and taking him to the crib twice. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll think of something kind of punny. Yeah, um, he's so good, man. Dog, uh, remember when the scheme made this guy? Yep. Uh, no, he did not. He is, uh, this dude is just such a stud. 80.7 overall PFF grade this season. That is 15th best among cornerbacks. Yeah, currently the DB1. He's just, I mean, he's done it for, what, five years at this point? I know he had a down year last year, but, I mean, that happens. It it's happens. DB. Yeah. Turns over every year. He's in consideration, I think. Obviously, he's an auto start in CB-required leagues, but I think he's a top option in DB leagues as well, like Sleeper. Yeah. So. And, you know, just that just that position yep. and those type players, yep. they become just so important to defenses. Mm-hmm. Think about like all the good defenses or like all like just the, those players like like Kenny Moore, you know, Witherspoon. We're seeing him now. Legarius Sneed when he was playing slot. Now Trent McDuffie, McDuffie. Same difference. The glow up for McDuffie this this weekend. I mean, watching the Germany game, they Nate Tice put out a tweet that uh, McDuffie was going to be his all pro vote for the wow. AFC. That's awesome. So, but I mean, you know, uh, Chauncey Garner Johnson, just these dogs. 
dogs in all the dogs slot, dude you and can't be in the slot if you're not a dog yeah exactly so love Kinda to like see tight ends a little bit you know they mm-hmm. like because they have to block they gotta do it all they, man they gotta run routes so, i mean you, you're just uh you're different you're different. That's these how guys these, are these slot corners are different. These guys are built different. That's for sure. So next up here, though, I want to, like I said, we'll kind of zoom through the DBs a little bit, but I do want to pause on Paulson Adebo, mm-hmm. New Orleans Saints. Greg Rosenthal on the Around the NFL Week Nine recap said that he has not seen a DB play two better games of football than Paulson Adebo did last week and this week. 39.25 points in week nine, 100% of snaps. He had seven tackles, two INTs, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, three PDs. Um, Paulson Adebo has been fantastic this season. That's a great trio of cornerbacks there with him, Alante Taylor, and Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, and then Yadam is a fourth. Yeah, Isaac Yadam coming in off the bench if one of these guys gets hurt. Yeah, they know what they're doing with the cornerbacks down there in New Orleans, that's for sure. Um, 86.2 overall PFF grade this year for Adebo. That's fourth best among cornerbacks. Yeah, currently the DB12, and he's missed a handful of games, you know. Um, but he, he's awesome, dude. He's, he's, he's one of those types that um, – you know, I mean, he's a he's a top six cornerback for you yes. on any given week. Um, I thought it was going to be Elante Taylor, and Elante's going to still have those weeks. But uh, it's it's Adebo. He's the mm-hmm. one you want. Yep. So, uh, again, one of those cornerbacks that transcends and uh, becomes an option for you regardless of whether or not you are playing in a – CB required league or a DB league. Paulson Adebo is in consideration. Amik Robertson was number three, uh, 83% of snaps, put up 25.75 points, three tackles, a forced fumble, an INT. Byron Murphy, one of your favorites, Addy, 22.55 points in week nine for your Minnesota Vikings, 97% of snaps, had been averaging about 9.7 points per game the last five games. Simone Biles' husband, Jonathan Owens, Green Bay Packers, 20.6 points, 100% of snaps, eight tackles, a sack, a forced fumble, a QB hit. Jair Alexander, his teammate, was sixth, 19.75 points, 100% of snaps. Let's just go through the top 12 here, and then we can hit whoever we want to talk about. Grant Delpit was number seven, 19.15 points on 83% of snaps. Kyle Duggar, Another Patriot on the list. I hate to say it, but Kyle Duggar and Jawan Bentley are definitely top options at linebacker and safety, respectively. 18.5 points in week nine, 100% of snaps. That's the third week in a row that Kyle Duggar has played 100% of snaps. Reed Blankenship has been awesome this year. Another great week in week nine, 18.25 points on 100% of snaps. Speaking of dogs and cornerbacks, Nate Hobbs, Las Vegas Raiders, 17.75 points in week nine, 15.89 points per game average the last five games, 79% of snaps. His teammate, though, so the Raiders, again, just absolutely feasted on the New York Giants. Trayvon Merrick was number 11 on the week, 17.55 points. He's been heating up. 13.91 points per game the last five games. 100% of snaps for Trayvon. And then Denzel Ward rounds out the top 12, 17.25 points, 77% of snaps. Addy, who do you want to talk about? Some good DBs on this list. Yeah, this is a really nice list of of, of folks right here. Denzel Ward. I love Denzel Ward in cornerback leagues. That dude is just always a a big play threat. Uh, Trevon Moreg, he's seen a nice glow up this year. DB 19 on the season. Uh, 64.9 overall PFF grade. That's 44th among safeties. 
but uh, his usage is, is improved. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's just he's been actually usable for IDP. I mean, this is a guy that I think he was a first a, for, a first round pick at one point, at this? least a second. Uh, Morig, yeah, Trev, Trevon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure I'm saying that perfectly. Trevon Merig, I think it is. Yeah, but um, he's been awesome. His teammate Nate Hobbs. 76.4 overall PFF grade this season, 16th best among quarterbacks. Now he has only played, I think, like three or four games. Merrick was a second-round pick in 2021, and apparently his name on Google is Merrick Woodard. So what's going on there? Very cool. Yeah, very cool. Do we need to be adding that in Sleeper maybe, potentially? Maybe. Uh, Reed Blankenship, uh, yeah, just a stud. 84.5 overall PFF grade. That's seventh best among safeties. He's DB8 on the season. So, I mean, the grades are matching to production. Um, just another just really good find from Philly. Crazy how they do that. Um, 65.2 overall PFF grade for Kyle Duggar this year. That's 43rd among safeties. He's DB7 on the season and is just red hot right now. Uh, Grant Delpit, he's DB36 on the season. 77.6 overall PFF grade. That ranks 10th among safeties. So, love to see that right there. Um, I think that covers about all the ones I want to talk about. Well, there you go. That's well, a good list, though, right it's there. It's a very good list. It's a, it's a nice mix of cornerbacks and safeties as well. Um, Reed Blankenship, boy. He's been so good. He's been awesome, he's been dude. so good. Did you see the weird video of the ref, like, uh, like groping Kevin Byard's butt? I saw that. I was really into that. Uh, Kevin Byard's been good, you know, in his first two games. Yep. I think he had nine tackles this week. So The Eagles are so good. Yeah. It's probably going to be – it might be a bird bowl. I called the bird bowl before. Actually, I had Seahawks, but I had Ravens in, I think, as well. I think I ran it back with the Ravens and the AFC. They're looking good as well. Could be Ravens a nice – Ravens look amazing. I think Ravens, I, Eagles could be fun. I think their defense is number one in DVOA by, like, a lot. There was a fun, uh, a fun nugget from that game. Again, going back to Greg Rosenthal said he has never seen a bigger mismatch between two lines than – the Baltimore offensive line versus the Seattle defensive line. They ran for 7.7 yards per carry. Damn. Like, just feast. This yeah. guy. This, Gus, Mitchell. Yeah. Went nuts. This went nuts. See, Mitchell had like 150-something yards or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like 10 carries or something. Yes, kind of just nuts. I mean, they just shredded. That was just one of those just wipe-out games. But let's talk quickly about some stinkers from the defensive back position which we should expect this week to week. Again, defensive backs are not reliable, but DB2 on the season, Cameron Bynum, just eight points in week nine, four tackles and a PD on 100% of snaps. DB9 on the season, Kyle Hamilton, 7.25 points. He's been averaging 11.5 points per game the last five games, 98% of snaps. Again, remember, all of the Ravens' IDPs in large part were down, except for Kyle Van Noy. Uh, this game. So uh, DB 11 on the season, Antoine Winfield, 6.25 points, hundred percent of snaps. And then DB 13 on the season, Cam Curl, uh, 6.5 points in week nine on hundred percent of snaps. Any concern for any of these guys, Addy? No, hell no. Another nice four pack of safeties here. Yep. Cam Bynum, 85.1 overall PFF grade that ranks eighth among safeties. So you love to see that he's grading well and producing um, Kyle Hamilton, 74.4 overall PFF grade this year. That's 26 among safeties. Antoine Winfield, 88.9 overall PFF grade. That's third best among safeties. 77.8 in 2022, 86.1 in 2021, 67.1 in 2020. So shout out to Antoine Winfield. Um, and then Cam Curl, 
77.2 overall PFF rate. That's 12th among safeties this season. So, I mean, all these guys. Averaging damn near 15 points per game the last five games. He's been really good. He's been very good. No doubt about it. Yep. yep. So, let's move, though, to storylines. And this is essentially some just news newsworthy nuggets that you need to be paying attention to unrelated to some of the top scores. Addy, sadly, our mulleted hero, Cole Holcomb's season is over. It was a bad one, too. Really, really, really bad knee injury. And um, he had, like, stay overnight in the hospital. They yeah. were concerned about it. It was that bad. So, I mean, that that's when that stuff happens, you worry about, can this guy ever recover yeah. from it? So, um, wish the best for Cole Holcomb because that was really, really gruesome. Um, you know, it always feels really weird talking, like, fantasy football after a guy stays in the hospital overnight because mm-hmm. of, like, a life-altering injury. But that's what we're here to do. So, we'll tell you, uh, Quan Alexander, Alandon Roberts, those roles have solidified now. And yeah, both, both should be top waiver targets for you going into Week 10. Yeah. Alandon Roberts is is extremely efficient. Um, he, he's, he's already been really good for us in best ball, even though he hasn't gotten the snaps. I mean, we thought that he was going to be like a 60 to 70% snap type guy. Yep. But he's really been like a 30 to 40, yep. I think. So <laughs> yeah. hopefully he gets up in that, you know, that range like we thought he was going to get into. And uh, if he does, I think he's going to be a really good producer for us. So I'll be trying to get a lot of Landon Roberts. And then, yeah, Quan Alexander, too, yep. if he's out there, I'm, you know, and I'm in a desperate situation, he could be really good, too. So uh, Landon's the guy you want. I think so. I think, I think so, so, too. But uh, I won't be surprised if Quan's really good, too, man. I think they could both be good. Yeah, I think so. Let's talk about the Colts, though. Does this just go back to status quo once Zaire Franklin is back in the lineup? Shaq Leonard, yeah. 75 80% of snaps. Sprinkling and EJ Speed. Yeah, it's Zaire Franklin, and then I don't really want anything anything else. Yeah, Saguna Luby. No. <laughs> that, no thanks. Yeah, no, he's just, done. Yeah, that was... Um, that will probably go down as one of the weirdest developments from this season. Yeah. Seems like a slam dunk, EJ Speed, Shaq Leonard week, and Saguna Luby off the top turnbuckle, just dropping the elbow. Yeah, I mean, that may be the biggest curveball we've seen so far. I can't think of one that's like, um, who? Who was that? Where did this guy come from? Maybe that can be, um, maybe the the name of the episode can be more... Um, nope, you're not a Luby. More a Luby? No. Question mark. No, less a Luby, please. <laughs> less, less a Luby is a good thing. Uh, this is sound off if you want to hear that. No, absolutely don't do that. Don't point at the camera, Adam. Uh, it's bad. It's bad. Uh, bad etiquette. Uh, number three, Sorry. Bradley Chubb hasn't scored less than 15 points since week five, or less than 12 since week four. 19.35 points in week nine. 15.53 points per game average the last five games. Um, Bradley Chubb has been awesome, mm. Addy. Uh, Cam Jordan finally got himself a sack, 19.15 points. In Addy week has nine. been awesome. You've been on a roll. Uh, the Bradley <laughs> Chubb, Cam Jordan, it's really making me sick. Uh, but another down week for Brian Burns, compounded by the concussion, seven points in week nine, just 9.8 points mm. per game average since week four. What are we doing with Brian Burns? We're not panicking, you know. if uh, I'm panicking a little bit. And redraft mean, in dynasty. Oh, in redraft, yeah. In redraft, you're not feeling good. I don't. Th- I think I'm sitting this guy down. I mean, hopefully, I've got some better options. Yeah, I mean, if you like, have Bradley Chubb, yeah. like, that's very possible. I mean, even if like you have Zadarius Smith, somebody that's heating up, Carl Loftus, I mean, I'm yeah. putting in over this guy. I mean, I just think that Brian Burns needs to be moved down the rankings. He's yeah. not performed this year. 
I think he's going to be okay, though. Let him come back from the concussion. You don't get to do this with every underperforming player because then Brian Bird is going to play well down the stretch, and then you're going to be like, look at me. I'm so great. He is. It's been bad, though. 9.8 points That's per bad. game since week four. I mean, that ain't, that ain't Brian Burns. I mean, I don't think Brian Burns is one of these, like, elite, elite types, but he's better than this. He should What's be going like, on? He should be, like, in the 14 to 15 is he hurt? per game. Like, is he hurt and we just don't know about it? I th- yeah, I don't, it's just not a good situation. I've talked about this a lot already, but, I mean, he did the holdout weirdness, you know, where he held out at the very end. Remember? Well, and then came back because he had no leverage, and yep. essentially his contract wasn't going to toll if he didn't show up and play. So All the trade rumors. Yep. The team stinks. The stinks. He, doesn't, he has maybe the least help out of any of these. He probably does have the least help out of any of these elite guys. Yep. Um, that team sucks. So yeah, I mean, I, I you can't blame him for being frustrated there, and also it's been like, it's been like this his whole career. Like mm-hmm. it's not been fun at all. Like he's had to deal with some weird coaches and weird management and weird owners. And um, I hate yeah. to say it, but I, I I have a bad feeling Frank Reich may be one and done with the Panthers. I love Frank Reich. I think he's a good coach, but somebody's gonna have to be the scapegoat for this. This yeah, young stuff. if this if this team goes two and fifteen, someone's getting fired. You can't mm-hmm. fire the owner. Um, you're not going to let go of your rookie quarterback. I just think somebody's head has got to roll if this I mean, season goes that poorly. It is a bad team, though. It is a bad you team. Know? I mean, that's 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 truly one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, that's that's why you're seeing what you're seeing. But yep. So let's wrap up though, Addy, with some Week Ten waiver targets. We've mentioned a few already. Uh, go check your waivers to see if Zach Cunningham, Tyrell Dodson are out there. Uh, we'll talk about the linebackers, but those are just a couple. Like these dudes have already been on the radar. It's not like we've not talked about these dudes on previous episodes. But let's start with the DL Addies. Just some interesting options here. Uh, shout out Boo Bam for putting this list together for us. Make sure you check out his article. It drops Monday night, first to market. Let's give you a head start on your waivers. Um, we give you the DBs and the DL for free, and then linebackers are for paid supporters. So check it out, theidpshow.com. But uh, Sam Williams, Boye Mafe, Contavious Street, Atlanta Falcons. This was a fun one. Uh, he was previously with the Philadelphia Eagles. New team. He's finally getting some run. First game with the Falcons. Played 63% of snaps, five tackles, a fumble recovery. That's kind of fun. You like to see a guy get a fresh start and do well. Uh, Boye Mafe, sacking six straight games, rostered in just 21% of leagues. They are past their bye week. This is important. This is something Boobam pointed out in the waiver wire article. There are still 16 teams yet to have their bye week. So if you have a player who has passed their bye week, that makes them a very attractive option. So he plays Washington and Sack Hal next week. So uh, Boye Mafe, if he's out there, maybe you're in a little bit of a shallower league, uh, pick this guy up. Passed his bye. You got Sack Hal coming up. That's going to be one of the top starts. And then Sam Williams. This is a guy we've, I think, had some high hopes for going into the season. I think he had the DUI or the, the yeah. reckless driving incident, got suspended for that. Uh, but had a nice little week. He started off, he had a foot injury to start the season as well. He's starting to get his feet, pun intended, under him, uh, coming off the bye in week seven. They have the Giants next week. Division game after a loss, then Caroline and Washington. Good, not great matchups. I just think 
13% rostered. Sam Williams is just a nice guy to keep on the radar. Yeah, especially in Dynasty Leagues. Yes, I think agreed. it's uh, it's a, a good time to go scan and make sure he didn't get dropped or whatever. Because, yep. yeah, this guy is, is very talented. Just got off to a really bad start, you know. Um, Maybe with, it's because I roster both of these guys, but he kind of reminds me of like a Jermaine Johnson, right? Yeah. Like a guy that's looming. He kind of yes. feels like he's got next at some point. I think so, too. And then, you know, Demarcus Lawrence isn't getting any younger. Yep. So, I mean, there there could be a real chance where he gets a massive role at some point there. And if it's a opposite of Micah Parsons, that's a nice situation that I, I would like to have some pieces of. So, yes, I, Sam Williams needs to be rostered in your leagues. Uh, in your dynasty leagues, um, and redraft, I'm not having a ton of hope. No, I mean, I, I don't see him really getting much opportunity this year. Honestly, I mean, Demarcus Lawrence has still been really, really good. Micah Parsons is amazing. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong still there and fine. Dante Fowler's been surprisingly yep. solid too. I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's a big rotation there. Um, Defensive line full of those. But yes, I think it, Sam Williams is a nice name here. Just to remind you like check your dynasty league yeah just check it out make sure he's not sitting out there on dynasty waivers yeah let's move to linebacker though we mentioned zach cunningham with the nicobe dean injury tyrell dodson with the terrell bernard injury um now saguna luby is worth paying attention to depending on the health of zaire franklin so if we get later into the week and zaire is looking like maybe he's going to miss another week I mean, shoot, I don't see why they wouldn't just roll this guy back out there, the team one. So just he's one to I don't know that I'm blowing a waiver priority on this guy Tuesday night, but just keep an eye on him later in the week. Because if Zaire Franklin is back, it's him and Shaq Leonard sprinkling in EJ Speed. I think Alubi goes back to obscurity. Uh Damone Clark, he's only rostered in twenty five percent of leagues. He's had six or more tackles over the last six games, ninety-two percent of snaps in week nine. No more buys. So that's important. Check to see if Damone Clark is out there. I think you said LB3-4 option for you, Addy. Mm-hmm. We mentioned it. Alandon Roberts, Quan Alexander, Cole Holcomb lost for the season. Uh, they have a game on Thursday night. Um, so if you need a fill-in, uh, like we said, Alandon Roberts, I would probably prioritize. But Quan Alexander, if you get desperate, is an option as well. There, That's... Elena Roberts, though, he had nine tackles on, I think, like, what, 50% of the snaps? Yep. Somewhere, that's that's what he does. And available in 22% of leagues. Or, I'm yeah. sorry, yeah, is available in 22% of leagues, yep. So, uh, or probably rostered in 22% yeah, of leagues. Yeah, yeah. So, go out and get this guy. I think he's, last week we talked about some of those injury replacement guys, Leo Chanel, Drew Tranquil, Jack Sanborn. This feels like one of the higher priority waiver targets in my mind. Yeah. Because we know, we know Holcomb's not coming back. Right, yeah, and I mean, he's he's checked Dynasty, too, because, I mean, I'm fine having guys like this on my team. Like, they'll, he'll get his spots, you know. We're seeing it right now. But, I mean, um, if he performs well and looks good, he's going to continue to get those opportunities down the line. So, um, yeah, you should you should be in, in redraft and also check Dynasty as well. Yep, and then Amari Bernie, Las Vegas Raiders, six-round pick, only linebacker drafted by the Raiders this season, 51% of snaps in Week 9, Divine Diablo, uh, and a bunch of journeymen at the position. We had Diablo and Masterson were out this week, so I think it was Big Bob Spillane mm-hmm. and Amari Bernie. Uh, Bernie had six tackles. He just rostered in 3% of leagues. This is a new coaching staff, so remember – this is the time of year when things can start to change when you have a new coaching staff in place. So sort of like a Luby, just one of those names to keep an eye on. Uh, I think probably Master Center Diablo's coming back at some point. Yes, right. So I'm not burning a priority spot on Bernie. Um, 
that was a beautiful job by yes, me there. Really good. Uh, Tuesday night, but just again, keep an eye on this guy. Uh, same with Christian Roseboom. Five, t- five or more tackles over the last three games, 74% of snaps in week nine. Ernest Jones missed time. They're going into the bye, so no one's going to be interested in Roseboom, but you get Seattle after the bye week. So, yeah, I mean, I think Christian Roseboom, depending on the health, there's a lot of these guys that are like health contingent options here, like Zaire yeah. Franklin, Alubi, you know, Diablo and Masterson, look at Bernie, and then Roseboom with Ernest Jones. So just, hey, Check out Lee's injury podcast, Banged Up. He'll give you the lowdown on whether he thinks these guys are going to play, and then you can go scoop up a Rose Boom if it looks like Ernest Jones isn't going to play. I think the Raiders also brought in Jalen Smith. They did. They signed Jalen Smith. So Blake yeah. Martinez is back with the Panthers. We should mention that. Yeah. He got uh, booted out of the Pokemon trading card uh, space because he was defrauding people, allegedly. So welcome back to the NFL, Blake Martinez. Yeah. But who knows how the linebacker situation is going to be there in uh, Las Vegas just because, I mean, th- that interim head coach was a former linebacker that himself. So, I mean, who Antonio knows Pierce. You know, who knows what he wants. Um, but, yeah, I, I would be surprised if it's Bernie. I feel like Masterson's going to – I think it was a concussion that he was dealing with. I think it goes um, back to Big Bob Splane and Divine Diablo. Definitely Splane. I don't yeah. think Splane's in, in trouble at all. But then, yeah, probably Diablo. Yeah. I think Bernie's down the down the pecking order yeah. for me. But just pay attention because you never know what can happen. Uh, it's, it's a little bit of uncertainty. Let's move to DB, though. If Paulson Adebo is out there on your waivers, for God's sakes, go grab this guy. He's been incredible. Jonathan Owens, if he's out there, has been a really nice option. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rudy Ford's out with a calf injury. He had seven tackles, a sack, Uh-oh. and a forced fumble. And then second week in a row with 100% of snaps. The Packers, remember, traded Razul Douglas to Buffalo. Eric Stokes is still recovering. Uh, Lots of snaps available in the Green Bay secondary. The guy I want to talk about, though, Addy, Marquise Bell, Dallas Cowboys. He is the cheat code player right now, listed as a DB on a lot of platforms, playing linebacker snaps, 94% of snaps. I think he actually out-snapped. Damone Clark in week nine, six or more tackles over the last three games. The bye week is behind them. Giants next week who bleed points to opposing linebackers. And without a QB, they are going to run Saquon Barkley one million times. Uh, Marquis Bell is a very, very sneaky pickup at linebacker slash DB. Oh, yeah. This is maybe my favorite name on the list. But, yeah, I mean, he's... um... Everything you said, I mean, he's he's what you want. I mean, it, you don't get a lot of these types anymore because, I mean, for the most part, if if they get labeled as, as such, people throw a big fit or whatever. But yes. Yeah, this is one of those rare exceptions. Slip through the cracks and... Uh, Just enjoy it while we got it because it may change tomorrow. Definitely will change next year for sure. But, yes. Um, yeah, he's he's a great option. 94% of the snaps in week yes. nine. And I think... Uh, Beautiful. The vast majority, 70-plus percent of those came at the linebacker position. Mm-hmm. So... That does it for this week's recap episode. We appreciate y'all tuning in. Let us know what you thought of the new format. Addy, I liked it. We got to talk about a lot of players. We hit some of the big scores, some of the stinkers, some storylines, some waivers. Like we said, next week, you'll get the waiver episode as a separate episode that will drop Tuesday morning. So we're just trying to take care of y'all. We're trying to evolve and mix things up and just uh, do right by the listeners and the viewers. That's right. So... 
You're all we care about. That's right. We should mention, too, as part of kind of the reshuffling, we mentioned it on Twitter. We sent out an article through the website that uh, Jay Colhagen will be hosting a start-sit live stream. It's the IDP show live Sunday mornings. We're going to be kicking that off around 9 a.m. Central Time. Jake will be live for 30, 45 minutes answering all of your start-sit questions. So. Yep. Come on over, hang out, have some fun. We'll get those lineups ready for kickoff, Addy. Hit the bell, right? That's right. As, you you got to hit the bell. Yes, subscribe and hit the bell so you're notified when that live stream goes live. But for the most part, that one's going to be every Sunday morning around, what, 9 Nine Central? to 10 range, yeah, start so, time. So, so yeah, just uh, you can't start your day any better than that. You know? That's right. And we'll probably hop in and join them on occasion as well, you know. That's right. Well, uh, not this week. (laughs) Not this week. I think Jake's going to be flying solo, but we've got some fun guests lined up. I think Boo Bam's going to hop in there, and uh, the Younger King, Evan Ringler, has already agreed to come on. Arn Evers is going to be jumping in there. Lots of hands. Lots of folks going to be jumping in to uh, help Jake with that live stream, but check it out. Jake's the perfect person to do this for us, and we're really excited to finally offer that live stream so that boy can buy one hell of a shirt that's right we know he has exquisite tastes in merchandise so he has exquisite taste when it comes to your start sit decisions as well so check it out make sure you check out the website as well we just had our free preview week so hopefully y'all enjoyed that uh, but we've got the rankings coming out on tuesday so they'll be up here around lunchtime tomorrow uh Boobam's waiver article is already live. We've got the start sit thread, so you can throw your questions in there for the live stream. Stats should be live yep. tomorrow. Addy's grinding on those. Cranking those out pretty much all day. So um yeah, that's been a lot of fun. That's been that's been it's been cool just seeing I mean, you, you, Keeps you, you sharp. Lot, yeah. You heard a lot of nugs tonight that we that we uh, pulled from these stats. So just tons of stuff in there. Just go get lost for hours, guys. Just just abandon your family for about yeah. four hours. Take you a nice bathroom break at work. Sure. Pull up the logs. Do some drugs. Do some Pull drugs. up those logs, dude, and just get lost. <laughs> uh, we're going to go because I think Addy needs to go to bed. He's had a long day, and he's saying some crazy stuff. But, yes, we will be back on Thursday morning, Wednesday night. Jace will be back with Mike Wollert. They're going to be Ooh, talking wow. about their weekly rankings. Mike is jumping back in for an encore wow, wow, rankings wow. episode. And then next week, we will have the godfather of IDP, Gary Davenport. Damn, son. We'll be on the program talking rankings with Jace. So make sure you check that out. So that's that's we got Varnes Friday. Yep, we got Varnes on Friday for Wallert. IDP bets. We got Wallert for the rankings episode. We got Damn, Davenport Daniel. next week. We got the IDP trade show coming up. Just a couple young boys in a shed in Kentucky. That's right. And we got. I'm trying to get six and bloom in for a dynasty episode here soon so oh, i tell you what we have some very good friends addy some hard very, to stay humble that's uh we're gonna go right now because uh, i don't know what else is gonna come out of his mouth so thank you all so much for listening thanks for checking us out make sure you check out the idpshow.com and uh, we'll see y'all back on sunday night monday morning to talk through the recap for week 10 but hey this was a lot of fun what do you say we do it again next week I just want to say that is like one of my favorite Kanye West lines. Hard to be humble when you're stunting on a Jimbotron. <laughs> there you go, folks. Wisdom from Kanye West. We will see you all later.